Good morning from the Financial Times. Today is Monday, September 6th, and this is your FT News Briefing. The amount of dealmaking in 2021 could break records. And what direction might Japan go in now that its prime minister has stepped down? We'll take a look. Plus, Bridgepoint went public earlier this year, but the FT found that the UK private equity firm has kept some executive pay hidden. When a company goes public, you can expect to see how much money its top executives make, right? And that's kind of a really important principle of capitalism. But now we've got a company that's listed where you can't really see the whole picture. I'm Mark Filipino, and here's the news you need to start your day. 2021 has already seen nearly $4 trillion worth of deals. And at this pace, total M&A activity this year is set to pass the all-time high set in 2007. That's when $4.3 trillion worth of deals were announced. So which companies are getting busy? Well, tech, financial services, and real estate sectors have all seen booms. Companies are trying to take advantage of super cheap financing because of low interest rates. And we told you about that last week, that investors and dealmakers are expecting a corporate debt binge this month. That's so companies can lock in those low rates to potentially do even more deals. And there have been a few groups that have benefited from all this activity. Wall Street banks have seen their revenues boosted because of all the fees. Then there are employees. The M&A boost has created a premium for talent, which means salaries for some employees have increased. Yoshihide Suga last week announced that he will step down as Japan's prime minister. It took the country by surprise, given that Suga had only taken the role last year. Now compare that to his predecessor Shinzo Abe, who led the country for more than eight years. Suga's popularity nosedived after he was unable to rein in the country's COVID-19 outbreak and push through with the locally unpopular Tokyo Olympics. He also lost the confidence of key party members. So what could Japan's leadership look like now that Suga won't seek re-election this year? The FT's Tokyo correspondent Kana Inagaki says there are some more investor-friendly options than others. So there are a couple of contenders. So one declared runner, Fumio Kishida, he's a former defense minister. So he's considered a candidate that would actually symbolize continuity. And also investors like him because um, when he declared his bid, um, he suggested that he might roll out a massive economic stimulus package to address the fallout from the pandemic. And another um, candidate is Taro Kono. He hasn't officially declared his bid, but he's the current vaccine minister and he's very popular within the public. So there is hope that if he becomes LDP leader, then he may be able to bring victory for the LDP and perhaps stabilize politics as well. Kana, why are people more broadly concerned about Suga's resignation? Yeah, so with Suga's resignation, which came just you know one year after he was appointed, there is concern both among you know investors in Japan and also among corporate executives as well that Japan is going to return to an era of political instability, and you know perhaps the revolving door of premierships as well, which was a characteristic of uh, Japanese politics before Shinzo Abe came to power. There is concern that if it's going to lead to political instability, it could drive away investors. And there's also concern about whether there's going to be a leader who can actually compile long-term vision for the country and long-term economic measures to address the pandemic as well. 
So what's next, Kana? Next up on the schedule is um, there's going to be a leadership race for the ruling Liberal Democratic Party. And whoever wins this race will basically become the prime minister and lead the party in the upcoming general election, which is expected sometime before the end of November. With Suga stepping down, it will open up to people who were not planning to run if Suga was running. So it's going to be um, interesting to see who's going to raise their hands for the LDP leadership race. Kana Inagaki is the FT's Tokyo correspondent. When a company goes public, they're supposed to disclose all kinds of financial information to their investors. That's why it's called going public. But there's a private equity company that went public in London this summer and is still keeping some critical information private. The FT's Kay Wiggins has been digging into the story. Hi, Kay. Hi, Mark. So what's so eyebrow-raising about this? Why did this catch your eye in particular? So normally, when a company goes public, you can expect to be able to see how much money its top executives make, right? And that's kind of a really important principle of capitalism, right? That, you know, once you understand how much money someone's paid and how they're paid, then you can understand their motivations, their incentives, how well they're doing, and you know, how much of the money that the company makes is, is ultimately ending up in the pockets of the people at the top. But now we've got a company that's listed in London where you can't really see the whole picture. And that company is is Bridgepoint. It's a private equity firm, probably best known for owning Pret, the coffee and sandwich chain. Um, And it's the first private equity firm to list in London since the 1990s. So did Bridgepoint disclose any information about executive compensation, anything at all? So Bridgepoint does disclose the salaries and the bonuses of its most senior people. And It's important to stress here that Bridgepoint doesn't appear to have broken any rules. Certainly, we're not alleging that they have. But what it's done is listed without saying how much money the top people individually receive in something called carried interest, which is a 20% share of profits from the funds that it invests. So in the US, where big private equity firms like Blackstone and KKR have listed they do disclose that information. They do say the total sum of money that top executives have made from their companies, including carried interest. In a good year, when a big sum of carried interest is paid out, that can just dwarf your salary and your bonus. You know, these can, in some cases, be life-changing sums of money. What has Bridgepoint said about all this? And, and what, you know, what have investors said about this? So what Bridgepoint says is that it has followed all relevant UK listing disclosure regulations in the prospectus uh, and that their advisors have confirmed that they followed all the relevant UK listing disclosure regulations and that to suggest otherwise is wholly misleading and inaccurate. And, you know, just to be clear at this point, as I said earlier, we're not suggesting that they've broken the rules here. We're we're just suggesting that the, the, the fact that this listing has happened in this way raises interesting questions about the level of disclosure that we in the UK require from companies when they go public. Investors haven't said very much yet. I mean, I spoke to somebody who is an equity analyst following the stock And he didn't seem too troubled by this at all. He said, crucially, they do know the total sum of carried interest that is paid out per year across the whole company. But what they don't know is how that is broken down between particular individuals. And so they were kind of comfortable with that because it allowed them to analyse 
the remainder, you know, how much is available for the benefit of shareholders and sort of seemed relatively relaxed about it. So it's clear that there are different perspectives on this. Kay, if there's one takeaway for all this, you know, what is it? Why does it matter? I think one of the reasons why this matters a lot is because there are lots of other private equity firms in Europe that might consider an IPO. They might consider going public, especially at a time like now when we can see that the shares of a lot of listed private equity firms are trading either at or near kind of all-time highs. Now, one thing that has put some private equity firms off going public is that, you know, a lot of senior executives are nervous about the idea that people might know how much money they're making. You know, often these people are paid a lot more than other business leaders. Some of them worry about getting targeted by politicians. You know, in the US, sometimes senior people in the private equity industry have come in for a lot of scrutiny, you know, in some cases, criticism about about their pay. And so, you know, in Europe, people are a bit wary of that. So what we have here is a recent London precedent for a way to get the best of both worlds. You can list and you can also not disclose to the whole world exactly how much money an individual person is making in carried interest. Kay Wiggins is the FT's private capital correspondent. And before we go, let's take a quick look at the Scottish beer group Brewdog. It is known for, among other things, its publicity stunts and unusual beer creations. The next step is we're going to fry up the bacon to try and render out some of the fat with a little bit of maple syrup and then put it in the beer. A little bit of maple syrup. A lot of maple syrup. This one-time two-man craft brewing operation is now the UK's largest craft brewer. It has pubs and even hotels around the world. Now, its latest move announced recently is a partnership with Japan's largest brewer, Asahi. Asahi will use its distribution capabilities to get Brewdog beers with names like Hazy Jane and Elvis Juice onto Japanese supermarket shelves. The plan to boost Brewdog sales in Japan comes as the brewer is planning for an IPO in London. You can read more on all of these stories at FT.com. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for the latest business news. Hi, this is Matt. And Sean. From Two Black Guys. With good credit. If you own or operate a business, whether it's a local operation or a global corporation, partnering with Bank of America could be your smartest move. By teaming with Bank of America, you'll enjoy exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Position your business to capitalize on opportunity in a moment's notice. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America, N.A., copyright 2024.